The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is up, everyone? Uh, Tough Hang is back. This is our third episode of the season. MMAfighting.com's instant reaction show to season 31 of The Ultimate Fighter. I am one of your co-hosts, Alexander K. Lee. As always, joined by the wonderful GC, Connor Burks. Let's go. Tough times in the McGregor uh, household. You don't don't have to wear it every week. You don't you know, have I paid hundred dollars for this, man. When am I going to wear it once this season is over? Other than when, other than when I'm going to hoop at the at the rec courts, like I, I got to get the the mileage out of this. I've got a few tweets off with it. I wear it on the MMA hour. I mean, I'm I'm going to make sure I get my money's worth, despite our team being on three so far. I was going to say you better hope things turn around in the show, otherwise, folks are going to be uh, busting your chops pretty hard at down at the pickup. But uh, and of course, our producer extraordinaire Casey E Casey Line is also joining us. There he is. Tough super fan. Uh, guys, we are, uh, like I said, three episodes in now. Thus, three fights in. We just saw Austin Hubbard win a pretty convincing unanimous decision over Aaron McKenzie. Uh, I would go as far as to say uh, lopsided. McKenzie had some moments, but I would say uh, Hubbard definitely took it. And as, uh, as Connor mentioned, that's now 3-0 and for Team Michael Chandler and the quote-unquote veterans. We'll kind of uh, I get into explaining why I put air quotes about that in a second. But... Uh, GC, I want to get your thoughts first on, again, you're still relatively new to the Ultimate Fighter. Our first decision of the year. We had two first-round finishes to start off. Now uh, we have a decision. What did you think? How how did you feel about the two-round format? How did you feel watching this kind of pre-taped decision play out on TV? What what, what did you think about it? Yeah, so I was hoping that 
with our first decision, we were going to get the sudden death round three. Unfortunately, we didn't. Uh, I had it 2018. Uh, I don't feel like that's controversial at all. I, I agree with you. I think this was was a pretty lopsided decision here, especially after Aaron McKenzie got dropped in round one. I thought he was going to get finished there, honestly. Um, I, I don't hate the the two rounds, especially when the tides are, are rolling like that, and obviously they have to keep it concise for the show. Um, yeah, I, I was okay with it. I was okay with it. Nice to see them them leave round one for the first time. Yeah, I, I don't know if we needed to see more. Like I was actually, I'm the opposite of you. I was true. And I saw how much time was left in the episode. I'm like, oh gosh, are we getting a full, is it going to be a two round, uh, two rounds, two even rounds, sudden victory. Uh, I, I know Connor McGregor said after something to the effect of like, if we had more time, it might've gone differently. Yeah. I, I I think he, I assume he meant like more time to work together before the fight. Not if that's what I thought. Been. That's what I okay. thought. I, I think Not another round. Kind of crazy to be like, yeah, if we had another <laughs> round, then this would have this would have ended differently. No, yeah, I, this, I think he was talking about training. Yeah, it was it was just listen. Uh, and, and again, I want to say Mackenzie landed some good shots, but Hubbard, great chin, very experienced. I'm trying to see Hubbard in his career. He's been never been knocked out, so never been KO'd. Mackenzie uh, so, was the tough one, dude. Mackenzie, yeah, that's that true. Huge, he took that huge uppercut, then the knee. Uh, like I, I thought he was definitely going to be out. Was bleeding like crazy at the end of the first round, uh, and then survived the the five minutes in the second round as well. I mean, it was, I, I was, I was like, wow, we're going to get another first round finish here. Uh, and I don't like to cheat with like how much time is left. Like you can kind of get a sense of what was happening. I thought he was going to when when uh, Hubbard was on top. I thought he was about to finish him in the first round, and then we were going to get into some drama with the uh, the Timor Valiev fight that uh, got mentioned at the very end. Cause I, the whole episode from like 10 minutes on, I was wondering, I was like, all right, well, what are we doing with that Tamir fight? Like, are we going to mention that or no? Yeah. I'm amazed they don't do the cliffhanger. Cause you're right. This would have been the perfect, if they gotten lucky with the time, not lucky with the time, but had the, the chance with the timing working out, this would have been the perfect time to do kind of like a cliffhanger thing. Like you end with the Timor Trevor Wells, like, <gasps> cause it, cause they teased it in the, uh, on the next episode of the ultimate fighter thing. But like, <gasps> there's going to be some weigh in drama. Like, are they going to do a catch rate? Are they not? And that discussion should have started at the end of this episode. And then you do the cliffhanger. You, you, you do a classic reality TV cliffhanger. Will, will team McGregor agree to a catch rate or will, will Timor have to cut down to 135 pounds again? Find out next. And again, I know they kind of did that cause they teased it. But I think you're right. It would have been nice if they showed us just showed us an actual se- segment on this episode, and then you wrap that segment on the next episode. But listen, I'm not I'm not a reality TV producer. What do I know? They're pretty tight uh, with their their yeah. scheduling. I, I have to say a couple notes from the fight. I thought it was mm. some great referee work uh, by Mark Smith. Uh, he was he was staying active, telling him to work. Uh, told him to watch the digits at one point when they were when they were in the clinch. Uh, called out a fence grab. Uh, I thought that was great stuff by him. I'm still a little bit thrown off uh, when they announce the winner. It's just the referee being like, and the winner moving on, Austin. Like, he doesn't even say his full name. I love how we're just on a first-name <laughs> basis when we're announcing winners. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, I mean, pretty pretty one-way traffic for Austin Hubbard. It, it looked close in the beginning, especially when Aaron McKenzie picked him up and just slammed him down, wasn't successful with it at all. But it looked like it was going to be much closer, but, yeah. 
the vets are, are having a ton of success. They're having a ton of success. Hubbard's takedown defense was sensational. There, there were some oh, yeah. times where he was, I thought he was like tipping over almost onto his back, but just has enough like balance and agility to spring up. And I mean, that's a veteran. That's, that's a veteran right there. He's, he's probably been taken down many times early in his career. And, you know, maybe those days are over. But Casey, I wanted to ask you quickly, would you have given uh, 10-8 to uh, Hubbard in round one? Uh, actually, that was one of my notes. Uh, I would, mm. I would have no issue with ten eight. Um, yeah, I had ten eight. Could, yeah. could easily be in ten eight. Um, I, I'm a big half point guy, so ten mm. um ten eight point five. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, no issue. And uh, second round was easy ten nine. It has to be a ten eight because the, 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 you can't score those rounds the same. But yeah, right. The the point being, it was one way traffic. Um, McKenzie is that his name? I don't. Yeah, uh, McKenzie yeah. looked. Uh, I mean, he held his own for a couple of minutes, but then once once it went downhill, it went downhill. And um, good on him for being tough, tough. Um, but nice. Uh, nice. there it is. Well done. Touch. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, if if you come out of a fight and we're just talking about how tough you are, that means you got your butt kicked. Usually, yep. Uh, uh, this was Austin Hubbard. And, and, and he had to go to the hospital. Right. He had to go to the freaking hospital. Yeah, Actually, yeah. the closing he, shot he of the episode the, was an ambulance. He got the worst beating of, of, the, of the first three fights. The guy that went yeah. to the decision, he got the worst beating. So, um, yeah, not a good night. Not a good night no, for uh, Tim McGregor again. It was it was tough. And, uh, yeah, not a good night for Tim McGregor. That was, uh, that was the number three evaluated uh conor mcgregor fighter out of three out of four fighters austin harper was number two on michael chandler's team so yeah michael chandler's team cruising uh three and oh i want to i want to get into a little bit of their backgrounds because this whole episode there was some mcgregor stuff which we'll get to in one second this whole episode really was just the fight it opens right on talking about the fighter backgrounds and then and like we said we had a 10 minute fight uh plus commercial break so uh yeah it really was just the whole episode uh we learned this was the, the strangest prospect veteran match prospect veteran matchup yet for anyone who's kind of i don't know has not been paying attention to our previous episodes or has just it's just the first episode you're watching uh yeah it's very strange because prospect is simply defined as the team with guys who have not fought in the ufc and the veterans are guys who have fought in the ufc but these this leads to wonky things like today you have 34 year old aaron mckenzie the prospect <laughs> against 31 year old austin hubbard the veteran austin hubbard does have a few more pro fights about seven more pro fights but get this they both made their amateur debuts in 2012. They both made their pro debuts in 2015. So they have the same. They have been in the game. Maybe you know different amount of fights. They've been in the game for the same amount of years. One of them is a prospect. One of them is a veteran. I. It's just just, just getting silly. I. Yeah, I, I, think, I think at this point we just have to accept that the veterans fought in the UFC. The prospects have not, and that is. I don't have to accept this. This is silly. I'm gonna. I'm gonna point this out every they, they, week. They call them prospects. They're not. There's like. <laughs> it's, it's veterans versus dudes who haven't fought in the UFC. That's. Yeah, that's it, I guess that doesn't cut new so guys much. that have been cut from the UFC. Guys that haven't been cut from the UFC. Those are the <laughs> yeah. two teams. That is such. It's just such a weird designation. And then, like, uh, I mean. I was gonna say I, I'm surprised we didn't lead with this. I felt like it was the biggest news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aaron McKenzie, not not just one dog, multiple dogs, and two cats. To it. And two cats. So here's where I was wondering. I actually wrote that down. I have uh-huh. all caps, all caps on my notes. Like it takes up yeah. three lines. I was writing so frantically. Oh no, Aaron McKenzie has dogs. No, he's gonna lose three dogs, two dogs. How many dogs is it? And then later I write cats. Could cats potentially be the antidote to the dogs? If uh-huh. does it level it out, uh-huh. and that's how you get the win. But no. If you're showing your pets, you're losing the fight. 
There's, oh, and there's three no so doubt about it. Oh, and Nate three so far. Nate Jennerman's three-legged dog. You know, uh, Mando Gutierrez's adorable. Uh, what was Mando Gutierrez's dog? His adorable uh, dog that he took everywhere. Wasn't um, was it Harley? Harley. Shout out to Harley. Harley. Shout out to wait, Harley. Wait, wait, was 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 Mackenzie also wearing a hat during a lot of the show? Was you one wearing the little? Oh, he I, was wearing. He was wearing that black flat brim, which by uh, the the like the full round like sun hat. Which, yeah. By the way, the the post fight interview with him when he was wearing the hat and his face was just like, dude, his face was brutal. I see why they sent him to the hospital. Like, yeah. Was, so pets. You get beat up in hats. Hats aren't going. Hat, oh, you're not okay. I didn't. Hat I have been confused with the hat data, but yeah. Oh, and yeah, three guys. Oh, and three with right. fighters. Yes. Yeah, as, as soon as they showed it, I'm like, oh, we're gonna. We. I know we're gonna talk about this. And you, I'm uh, with you. It's the biggest storyline so far of the yeah. entire season. <laughs> I totally oh, hated lead with that, but he was like, no, let's talk about the actual fight. I'm like, no, dude. But yeah, <laughs> you, Connor, you were correct. Uh, you were correct. Uh, and GC, I'm with. Uh, see, I'm a cat guy. I'm a big cat guy. So I did uh. think. No, so no I was ready in the no in the event. Yeah, no surprise <laughs> to see it, man. In the event that Mackenzie won, I was going to say, well, you can thank the cats for that. I think the cats offset the dog factor, but no. Now it is. We're just talking about pets in general. Yeah, pets in it's, general. It's not going well. They got to stop. Show, I don't know. Stop showing them, or it's just it's rough. I mean, at this point, like the the tape has been made, and and you're just gonna have to live with it. I, I I'm really curious to to see how this continues to trend because it's 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 gone from something we we have to watch to something that you can't not mention if we see it moving forward. Yeah. I'm so like I, I'm anticipating it every time. Like, are they going to show this this fighter's pets? And only one. It's weird. Each time, like, is it just convenient that each fighter like they've been matching guys with pets, or are they or is, are they the other guy not showing their pet or something? Because I imagine well, a lot of these fighters just have, don't have them. I mean, that's what it could be now. Not only is this like this is a huge storyline, I mean it's going to absolutely explode. This is going to be something really, really real. If we get a Chandler fighter shows his dog and he loses the fight, then we know. Then we know. I think uh, we, we already know, sure. know, but then it turns into like <laughs> this is crazy. Like this is absolutely crazy. <laughs> we need to start finding out what actual UFC fighters have dogs, and then oh I mean, no, this could become a, a huge investigation. This is going to get some no be- no bets barred play. This could get some no bets barred play in the future. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? No pets <laughs> barred. Keep an eye. No, yeah, no, no pets or pets, sh- pets should be barred. Maybe. Yeah. Yes, actually. <laughs> uh, speaking of Chandler, next, next week Timor Valley was like, I hate puppies. He's like, oh, yeah. guy's gonna win. That guy's definitely yeah, wins my play. first round flying me. <laughs> yeah, oh no. Uh, we talk about Chandler, Michael Chandler uh, again. Not zero interaction between him and McGregor this week. So that we were planning to have a second. Who didn't show up for the weigh-ins for the third straight week? Again, we will say someone. I, I don't remember if it was in the YouTube comments or someone mentioned us on Twitter or someone DM me. I can't remember. Uh, it's possible that some of these weigh-ins happened on the same day because I don't know. I don't know if they actually do a fight every uh, week. It might be there could be weeks where they did two fights, but they just show them like two fights in the same day, but they just show them, break them up into weeks. A lot, you guys know, you guys done a lot of production. You, you know all about movie magic. Um, so it's possible that some of these weigh-ins are showing so, are like so two they're fights. Having, they're, having, they're not having a fight a week or they're having multiple fights a day. And we they- just don't know. I, I would not surprise me if there was some weeks where they had two fights. Just okay, for I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. If I'm not mistaken – McGregor was wearing the same suit as he was during the Lando Venata fight. Right. Uh, I, I Amanda, think- Mando Mando fight. Mando. Yeah. Mando yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did I say, did I say Lando Venata? Yeah. <laughs> He'll be sorry. on the next <laughs> Ultimate Fight. He'll be on the next <laughs> Ultimate Fighter season. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. The Mando, Mando fight. 
if I'm not mistaken, it was the same suit. McGregor is not the type of guy to wear the same suit, especially yes. during one season of tough. Also, this is besides the point, but I, I've just been kind of interested in the timeline. They showed a clip of the fighters watching the UFC fights. They were watching Jordan Wright versus Zach Palga, which took place on February 18th. That kind mm-hmm. of gives us an idea of when this was happening. Also, uh, McKenzie was jogging on the treadmill right before he left, and you could hear in the background countdown uh, for UFC 284. So this was all going down in, in February. It looks like they were leaving maybe the first week of February. Then we're already mm-hmm. getting into the fights, you know, mid-February. So I am under the oh. belief that these are not one fight a week, that they are doing multiple fights in a single day. Yes. Yeah, they, they have to be. They have to be. So we don't know. It, though I, 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 it, we do, it does look like since we've seen three fights already, I, I would think they haven't done three fights in a day. So McGregor probably has missed more than one weigh-in. But I don't know if it's three weigh-ins. I don't know if it's one weigh-in. I would guess at least two. But we'll see going forward. I, I have to wonder now, it, was this part of his contract that he doesn't have to do it? And also that they're also, you know, don't make a storyline out of it. Um, again, I'm just speculating. It, who knows? Maybe by episode so four. Part of his contract was not to actually coach. Oh, it's the weigh-ins. What's he got? In, what kind of coaching can you do with the weigh-ins, Casey? Michael Chandler is there. He wasn't he jumping in into the cage between the rounds. Like Michael Chandler, as soon as round two ended, jumped yes. in and was just like, you, just, oh, in oh, case, man, just in case, man, just in case. Oh, yeah. Know, by the, the, by the way, like yeah. the way they're doing the with with Connor kind of just roving coach. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is completely like well, illegal. Like, like he, the coaches have to stay in the corner, and so. McKenzie has his coaches in his corner and then an extra coach in a very expensive suit roving, yes. moving around the octagon. Yeah, G- uh, GC mentioned this last week. Three. Yeah. GC mentioned this. Yeah. I think he mentioned this last yelling week. He's loudly. doing – yeah, he's doing like he's at BKFC, like he's yelling at Eddie Alvarez or something. Like he's just – like he's in the audience, not actually part of the coaching team. My favorite clips were when like the the two fighters were up against the cage and you can just see McGregor like faintly right in, in the background <laughs> just moving side to side like screaming. <laughs> It was, uh, it's great. Well, he had, listen, he got plenty of cam- uh, camera time this week. I think that I'm glad that they're putting so much emphasis on it because look, he's the, he's the draw of this season. It was a big yeah, deal getting him back with respect to Michael Chandler again, whatever, uh, good coach. He's, he's winning, he's winning on the show, you know, congrats to him. And he's certainly got a personality, but, um, this is the McGregor show. And we got a couple of moments here. I want to talk about, of course, there's a moment where he meets a young man who makes, uh, who made custom McGregor action figures, which is great. Uh, and then, but I want to talk about when earlier in the episode, McKenzie kind of had this weird yes. uh, body injury. Yes. And I'm going to read out Connor's advice to him. I, I wrote this down. <laughs> I quoted. So Connor tells him how to deal. He says, close your eyes, feel where the pain is. Put your hand right on the pain. Feel yourself grabbing it out of there and it going literally there. You can feel it there. It's no longer here now. You can actually feel it here now. And he's like making a fist. Really, really feel it. And then you just get rid of it. Anywhere in the body as many times in the day, maybe there's a little bit left. And then I, I got to go back and do it again. Really feel yourself taking the pain, whatever the pain is, condensing it into a fist, like a little pebble, and throw the pebble into the ocean. Plenty more fish in the sea. Um, uh, that's That was my I, I, very I, I first note of the I didn't get the fish in the episode. sea part. Sorry, I didn't get the fish in the sea part. I don't think it got away from him, Casey. It got away. Okay, from him. yeah. Fish in the sea. <laughs> like what? I don't. I, no, no. Okay, see, I was hoping. I was hoping you could explain that. Not not only was this my very first note for the episode, but uh, Aaron McKenzie also was kind of like 
what the fuck is this dude doing? He did not engage. He did yeah, not so engage. Like, he just, he just kind of looked at him, and then he was like, there's plenty of more fish in the sea. And he's just like, nice. Yeah. And then it just cuts to the next scene. It was it was a little awkward. It was a little awkward. And again, if you're Mackenzie, you're like, I'm in serious pain here, bro. Just like, just let me. I just need to kind of go. I'm gonna go to the, see the doctor. You know, whoever the, I'm the onset doctor. I'm definitely gonna try it next time I have any sort of pain. I'm gonna channel in McGregor, and I'm gonna try and take it out. Pebble fishing in the sea. I'm, I am gonna give it a try. See if it works. Uh, Mackenzie. That's just the way his ribs look because when they first showed it, I thought we were about to lose another fight because I oh, thought I one of his ribs was yeah. like actually protruding out. Like I was, I was pretty worried for a second there, but I guess that is that is actually just how his ribs look. Yeah. Uh, so hey, hey, listen, we asked for Connor, we got Connor. It was just like last week we liked him giving the advice. It was which was again all over the place, kind of the scattered advice. Which I think if you listen to like parts of it, it sounds like it makes sense, but then when you put it all together, you're like, what is this guy talking about? But Yes, that's that's uh, when, that's that's McGregor. Rare One style. quick thing I thought was weird too mm-hmm. at the beginning when they, they were actually showing some coaching, which I liked, but they were showing coaching that had no actual. Uh, it didn't it didn't connect to the actual fight? They they no. they extensively went to here. Here's how you catch a low kick and then counter. So I was like, ooh, this is foreshadowing. He's going to catch one of Hubbard's low kicks and pop him. There was none of that. No. I was just all right, cool. We're just we're doing a drill. I thought they were, I thought they were foreshadowing as well. Um, I'm actually kind of glad that they weren't foreshadowing because last week one of the fighters predicted, or maybe it was two weeks ago, one of the fighters predicted that that the Chandler fighter would win by a flying knee, and then he ended up winning by a flying knee. Yeah, Lee Hammond. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah that was cool. This week it was just a lot of oh, this guy's really both guys, both guys are the same story. Oh, they're really, really, really tough, really well rounded. It's got a lot of heart. And I'm like, I don't think this is foreshadowing. Any- well, I mean, I mean, we saw Mackenzie's heart. Before I get to the second Connor segment, actually, Casey, while we're talking about some of the training and, and sort of the grappling, I want to get the undefeated fighter insight. I saw, so I saw a Hubbard using a cravat a lot to counter some of um, some of uh, Mackenzie's like grappling attempts against the fence, and also on the ground because mm-hmm. you're trying to kind of open him up on the ground using. I don't see a cravat a lot in MMA, uh, or maybe I'm just not paying attention. Did you did you notice that? Is that something you practice a lot? That the cravat. Uh, I mean, there's there's lots of wall drills you can do. Um, I just mm. thought um, when I, I was just watching this, okay, they expect McKenzie to do a lot of wall wrestling and try to take him down. So that looks like that was primarily their whatever their one week training camp for this guy. That's I yeah. really take that's pretty much all I took yeah. from that. I, I, yeah, um, I just haven't seen that often in, in the UFC. Maybe again, maybe I'm just not noticing. Uh, GC, what did you think of the second big McGregor segment? This was uh, previewed on the last episode. Him meeting him meeting a fan who makes cool custom action figures, and then uh, there was a, there was a, an exchange, an exchange of goods. Uh, you might say, uh, what did yeah, you think? The, the exchange of goods was, I mean, impressive. I mean, to pull out a wad of hundreds that large from your, uh, I believe, was he wearing sweatpants at the time? That was that huge. <laughs> Pull that out of your pocket is, I mean, that's just like big baller moves. You you have officially made it. The kid's reaction, like his mouth just completely just draw jaw on the floor was was great. And I mean, I, I, I think it's cool, dude. Like this kid has obviously put in work to these action figures. He's proud of them. And then to be able to sell them to one of the guys he's created them for is a moment that he's never for, gonna forget. Like that, as long as that kid lives, he is going to tell people that story about how cool it is. And then he got to be on tough too uh, for it. So I mean, like he made the kid's day. He made the kid some money. And uh, honestly, 
it seemed like McGregor was like really happy with the action figures. Like he was talking like pretty passionately about him. He was really excited to bring him back to his kid. If you can see right above me here, this, uh, this McGregor uh-huh. pillow, when he came in studio for the MMA hour, we had one of these and he was just like, Ariel was like, you can have it if you want. He's like, really? Like, really? Can I have it? Like, I'm seeing my kids tomorrow. They would love this. I would absolutely love to bring it back to them. And uh, he took it. And then, like, he's posting pictures of it, like, getting onto the private jet with them and everything. Uh, And he took it back all the way to his kids. So, like, I actually believe this is something that, like, he loves giving his kids, like, cool toys. It's hilarious that they're always of him. Um, And, yeah, so I thought it was a cool moment, man. Make the kids day. Make McGregor happy. Make McGregor's kids happy. Uh, It was a nice little touch. Yeah, I think it seemed genuine enough. And and like like you, uh, young Samuel Romero had two McGregor figures. So you had the you had the business. So you got the business on one side, and oh, then, yeah, you know, and then we got the... there. You go. Yeah, this, who's in the middle? That's Michael Chandler. Dude. What, what are we doing here? Like, you can't <laughs> tell that's Michael Chandler. Who, who do you think is in the middle? I actually can, I actually cannot tell. I mean, come on, man, Michael Chandler <laughs> right here. There's my autographed jersey right there. You can see Iron Mike signed it for oh, me. Oh wow. Gosh, Gregor signed man, that's that legit. one too. That's legit. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty big on the on the tough memorabilia, as you can see in my house. It's that's uh, that's huge. Getting really off track here, I have to say, uh, AK, this is the first time we've seen you in in wherever you're at right now. I have to say, uh-huh. it looks great. Man. Oh, the, I mean, the oh my plant, I'm in plant daddy mode. Yeah, plant daddy. My my girlfriend's plants. She's the one who takes care of them. It looks uh, fantastic, so you, you man. It looks They're great. Beautiful. It, looks like, it looks like good vibes. It's, it's Very much good. nicer than my, my brick wall and alcohol. No. <laughs> no, I wish I got to get some proper up in the background and then, and then we'll be set. One I more think. thing about the action figures. What was the third action figure? I, did you guys see oh, there's yeah. another action no, figure? No, no, no. Yeah. I, I Casey, did you see thing. that? Uh, there was a third one. I thought there. I know there were two McGregor ones. I missed the third there one. There was two McGregor's. At the end, they kind of showed all the all the figures. I, I assume Sam might, might have brought other fighters too, but we just saw the two McGregor's. And then there's one in the middle. I think it was like a Matt Riddle, current WWE star and former UFC fighter Matt tough. Riddle. He's on Tough, right? He was on the Ultimate Fighter. Yes, the uh, Matt Brown season. Um, yes, he was also on the Ultimate Fighter. So that was an interesting. But it, I, I, again, these are all customs. So he might have just been using matt riddle's head for something else but uh if anyone out there in the comments knows please let it let me know i thought that was so strange because i swear it was a matt riddle uh who again is now a WWE wrestler and not a uh, not a fighter anymore but yeah it was a nice segment this show i think has been pretty good pr for conor mcgregor other than his fighters losing but i mean it's not really his you know but otherwise they've, wait, wait, wait. they've shown a lot of good aspects how's it how's it been good pr because well, something like this so listen c- compared to the him, headlines him giving, he's been making showing, he, okay okay yeah, listen, right, right? in comparison to not being in trouble uh, criminal yes yeah um he's because because gc he's right this came off as a very genuine segment and and i think there is that i don't think he's just putting on a show i think there is that part of him that is like gen, like really flattered and like blown away that someone would take too much time and i think he does care about most of his fans and things like that so they're they're showing the best sides of him and that's a really good reason for him to do the show. If there's anything he's getting out of it, there's a lot of, I feel like, image rehabilitation. Um, I'm not telling people that they should love Conor McGregor after this, but if there's any, there's people, probably people out there still on the fence who are like, watch this and like, yeah, maybe he's changed. Maybe, I can't wait to see McGregor fight again. I, I'm back on. I'm back on the McGregor bandwagon. So, yeah, I like the, uh, possible. Uh, I like the singing in the beginning when, uh, when he was talking, like, we're getting to do what we love, you know? be happy to be here uh singing while we work so i guess there's there's been there's been a couple nice moments how did you feel uh 
uh, GC, I, I can't remember if they did it last week. I think they did though. That it's just like immediately. We kind of talked about it a little bit. Now that you're, you know, you've gotten, you've obviously got a good feel for the format because it doesn't really change. It's just launched right into the fighter stuff. We did see McGregor because he was training with them, but it's really right into the fighter stuff. No pre. I'm surprised they don't do like a bit of a cold open showing like something funny that happened in the house or something funny that you know, Michael uh, Conor McGregor did or something inspiring that Michael Chandler did. It's really right into it. Do you think that they should they could do a better job of like you know really pulling pulling the viewer in once they you know once those credits uh, roll? Yeah, I mean, I. I- of course. Like I, I want more McGregor. I want more Chandler. I want more stuff from the house. I want more behind the scenes. I want more drama. Like I want to get to know these guys better. I want, I want the good moments. Uh, the just being the fighters this week, uh, I felt was definitely less entertaining, uh, than last week episode. And, 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 and respect to both guys, McKenzie and, um, uh, McKenzie and Hubbard, but like their personalities don't, fly off the page if i'm putting it nicely um i don't know if uh i don't know if that's being mean but no i mean they don't like they have good stories uh especially like the hubbard stuff it's it's nice to see a guy win especially mm. after I, I think he lost his brother uh his his wife lost the child during yes. pregnancy um he carries around the ashes of his brother on his necklace like he, he's talking about you know the financial hole he's been put in from going to train in colorado and getting cut from the ufc like it's- that's why i enjoyed that part a lot actually th- that's mm. actually the part the reality show part i want to see more of the yeah. as far as the vets like i was there and then i'm not there and how that kind of devastated my life and almost it kind of it kind of implied that it kind of financially ruined him too that he said basically i'm broke and now i work for my st- i work for my uh father-in-law yeah he, he had to move to he went to move to colorado yeah, to train with, like, with elevation yeah which yeah. which i think is a pretty bad indictment of what being a pro fighter is really like even though he, how many fights did hubbard have in, in the ufc like four, seven. Seven. Oh, seven. seven you fought seven times in the ufc and then once you're done you're completely broke i mean that's just it's crazy you know, man you know I'm, I'm trying to say here so um i enjoyed that part that that, that bit of actual reality um, I thought that was actually the best part of the episode for me, as far as uh, like actually learning something about yeah. the world and the fight world and stuff. I'm almost surprised they would show it because me too. Me too. This sh- this show is brag about like how broke fighters are. Yeah, and especially this show vets. is this show, especially the vets. If it was one of the yeah. prospects, I'd be like, okay, this kind of makes sense. This is a vet. These people are fighting to get into the UFC and quote unquote change their lives. Mm-hmm. This guy says he said, "I've been to the UFC." Uh, and it was great. It didn't really change my life. I'm back mm-hmm. at square one. Yeah. So I, I, I did the walk seven times into that <laughs> octagon. Bruce Buffer said my name seven times, and I'm freaking broke and working for my wife's dad yeah. doing drywall. You it know? Dude, it's a little surprising. It, it, it like it like kind of makes you feel bad a little bit, like yeah, because whoever, absolutely. whoever, yeah. especially the, you know Aaron McKenzie too. Like it's not like he's like doing unbelievably well, and he's constantly talking about how much of a struggle this has been, and how his family are the one that have pushed him through it, and like he's trying to obtain that success. Like it, it, it kind of makes you feel bad for like whoever ends up losing, whoever ends up not getting the shot, and there's still a world where Austin Hubbard moves on and then ends up not winning this and doesn't get back into the UFC. But yeah, man, it's. It really is like because like that's he's doing hard work too. Like it's not like he's back at an office job making making 150k a year or something like that. Like he's he's grinding for every dollar he's making, man. It's it it really does kind of make you feel bad for him. And again, a guy with his experience. This is the the other troubling thing about the vets is they just shouldn't have to jump to this UFC back of the UFC. Like if if they went back in the regional scene, won two or three fights, won a regional title. 
this just be signed. Like you, you guys just get new contracts. Like making them go through the show is just ridiculous. But listen, hey, this is this is this is uh, reality TV. This is this is how they want to do it. Uh, again, people can say they're getting free exposure. I don't know if I love that argument so much, but uh, that could be uh, that could be how you know how you sell people on this. But real quick, I want to uh-huh. get a quick note. Of course. One part of the show I do not like, I just think is extremely boring and just pointless, is when they show it was a couple minutes of screen time. They go to I think it's right before they're walking to the gym for the fight day. They go to all their roommates and teammates to mm-hmm. kind of sell them on how good they're yeah. how good McKenzie is or how good Hubbard is. Bro, you just met the guy like a week ago. Your roommates is like, like you, you were forced to live together. Like, I don't, I don't. That doesn't mean anything. I don't. I don't. Did you get that impression too? Like, I, I'd rather hear from the coaches, Chandler or Connor, or the fighters themselves. I don't. I don't know. It was just kind of pointless. And they do it every week. Mm-hmm. GC, I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I mean the, the the formula exposes itself more and more every week. It seems like it feels like by the time we get <laughs> that only week three episode, too, for you, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I feel like by the time we get to episode eight or nine, I'm just gonna be like, all right, here we go. Cue the roommates talking about what they think of the fight and take the walkouts now. Like it's yep. just like you could almost produce it yourself. Um, yeah, I mean, it feels like it's gonna start to get old uh, after a while. Like. I feel like I'm almost kind of looking forward to the first round being over. We already know all the fighters' backstories, and then we can really just get heavy into the fights and heavy into the drama of the house. And I feel like it's going to get more contentious as oh. as the days go on. And just give me more, give me more McGregor and Chandler too. Like now, Jeez. I'm now I'm not banging on the drum. Like we need more McGregor and Chandler. GC, trust me. It actually, yes, I hope that's the case. But I'll tell you something. Traditionally, this series actually gets, I don't, not worse, but maybe more less compelling as it goes on because yes you're right at some point you do know the fighters stories and then they don't have a lot to show and then at some point they start doing two episodes of uh, two fights an episode which sounds cool on paper but again if you want we have so many outlets for watching fights now it doesn't quite have that thrill that it needs to but you know what listen i don't i don't want to be pessimistic i don't want to spoil your experience going forward maybe you'll love it when the, the competition speeds up a little bit i can't say the last note I'll have uh, before we, I think I think we're about ready to wrap this up, but the last note I did want to say, and, and uh, producer Casey and I were talking about this before the show. Uh, GC, what's going on with these episode titles? Because, yes. so if you look at seeing the graphic, we've got the episode titles. Uh, I'm sure if you look up in your in your channel guide, when you guys, you know, fly, flip around at ESPN, you have the, the title there. It doesn't like show up in the actual episode, but this episode called No Easy Path, uh, following last week's A Hefty Price to Pay uh why is this episode called this you see what do you think these episode titles what the hell is going on here all right so like episode one made sense it was a notorious return perfect i just feel like they're just grabbing like dramatic cliches at this point like a hefty price to pay almost made no sense i I really don't know what that meant and then no easy path i I don't know. I thought like a hefty price to pay should have been this week's episode because Connor paid like thousands of bucks for those. Oh, that's one one thing. How much do you think he paid? I saw at least a G. I think he gave the kid at least a grand. I thought he, I thought he eventually said, how about 12 for you? 12, $100 bills. 1200. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. It looked at, it was definitely over a thousand. It was definitely over a thousand. Yeah. And for for like a kid like that, that's a, that's about a million dollars. Oh yes. my God! That's and it, and it being <laughs> it being from McGregor too makes it priceless. priceless. Yeah, he might not even spend them. Actually, I would. Uh, but yes, that was a hefty price to pay. But that is not the name <laughs> of this week's episode. Yeah, this, this was no easy path. 
which does I just don't think specifically applies to anything regarding either fighter, anything that McGregor or Chandler did in this episode. I guess it's um, just, you know, in general, to get back to the UFC, it is it is no easy path to get there in, in general. Yes. But this could, I feel like that could be episode four, five, six. I don't know. You uh, could name I, it any episode. Any yeah, episode Kate, could be named no easy path. They should have been fish in the sea. Fish yeah. in the sea yeah, would have been perfect. Been what a great name. If I would have episode. saw that episode title, I'd be like, ooh, I got to find out why it's called Fish in the Sea. Yeah, I'm surprised they don't just take a McGregor quote, like something he <laughs> yeah. said on the episode and and use that as the episode title, right? Um, I, I wish we were at a point where I was like, I want less McGregor and Chandler. What? Like I'm saying, like I wish there was so much. I wish they were oh, okay, okay. what the draw of the show was yeah, that yeah. they were like shoving it down our throats. And I was like, less, please. Oh, like, yeah, I, want yeah. to, I want to know more about the fighters. Listen, you got to tune every week. That shove is coming. The shove, the shove is coming. You got to tune in. We're gonna get to that shove, baby. The shove is, the I, shove is coming. I have one more note. Uh, that I thought was interesting. Oh, oh GC, sorry, before you do that, I will. I just want to yeah, say, yeah, Casey yeah, and I were one thing about the titles. We were joking like yeah. this used to be how like the UFC named events. They used to be like UFC yeah. 65 bloodbath, and like it feels like these are unused. Like they have these sitting in a pile. Like uh, <laughs> yeah, let's just no easy path. Uh, or the other the other thing we compared the two was uh, one championship when they sadly stopped naming their events last yeah. year, and they had like championship Whoa. of lions, when duel fi- of elephants. When they finally do book Connor versus Chandler it'll be UFC 295 a notorious return yes, yes use it again use it again <laughs> uh, all right uh, sorry Jersey. what was your last no, note no 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 uh the the note that I had which mm. is actually funny that I said Lando Venata on the show because now that I look at it my notes also say Lando Venata I don't know if we can see that there yet. <laughs> why, why Lando would you? I don't uh-huh. know why the Mando Lando thing uh oh yeah you can also you can also see my Aaron McKenzie note about the dogs. They're all caps. <laughs> it is all caps. You're right. As oh, fast no. yeah. as possible. Um, yeah, the the Mando Gutierrez. Mando Gutierrez, yes. Him rocking the hat again. I Still, we have gotten no explanation behind the hat other than it just being a hat. Uh, I did find it kind of interesting, kind of funny, them talking about uh, their families, like not wanting to come to the fights. I know that happens with with a lot of fighters. And Lando, Mando Gutierrez's mom finally deciding to come to a fight, and then he said he got his ass beat, and now she'll never come to another fight again. Uh, I thought that was that was kind of a funny note. That's tough. That's that tough. That is tough, as they say. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we got to see a little bit in the house watching, uh, like you said, they watched The Ultimate Fighter. We said we have to hear from Mando a bit. Uh, that, by the way, that card that they were – I don't want to say forced, to, allowed to watch. I guess was terrible. Was that uh, the Stan Krylove card? That no, Stan this was canceled. No, this was Vegas. Oh, was it supposed? Oh gosh, was it? This was Vegas '69. And I, I had to. I had to look this Mooney's up. Mooney's Allen ended up main eventing. No, 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 no. This was Aaron Blanchfield, Jessica Andrade. So a nice main event. Wow. It turned out to be a pretty compelling yes. and impo- important main event. But the rest of the card, the fight they're watching, Zach Paga, Jordan Wright was. Where, where in the card was that fight? Just curious. As, which uh, Paga Jordan Wright? Yeah, that was the penultimate fight. That was the second last that fight of the was. night. Was oh god. Yes, I'm surprised. Why didn't they show the Blanfield Andre? I guess I guess they had to go with when the, what they were commentating on. So uh, no, that's not true. You <laughs> just edit it. That, you that, can edit that, it. That, that it. means when the main event came out, everyone just left. Like no, that's like, not. That's, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, they were like, I'm dead. Like they could they could get bet, to the right fight. They're like, I'm out. No, of here. I bet they were so like enraptured by the main event they didn't talk at all so there's like oh we can't show this footage they're not talking like they're not saying anything i actually remember this fight night pretty well it was uh 
Yeah, it was pretty. T- it was, I mean, pretty bad, isn't it? it Jamal Pokes, Jamal Pokes, Josh Prezian, Marcin Prakdeo, William Knight. Terrible. I remember rough. that that Pauga Jordan Wright fight too. I mean, it was just it was just an absolute clinch fest the entire way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so, I mean, the control time. Was that, like they have a week of whatever. How I don't know uh-huh. how long the footage, how long, yeah. how much time, how much they shoot in the house. But like, yeah, they, that was just weird. They just showed that fight, and then I don't know. It was just. I think they showed that because Zach Palga was on the Ultimate Fighter. Yes. And they were yes, like, oh, that was, was so the and wow, then he went yeah. and fought Jordan Wright. He had zero takedowns, but managed to get nine <laughs> minutes of control time. If you want to know so anything bad. about that fight, so bad. listen, this is this is the toughest tournament in sports. All right, they call it that for a reason. And part of the toughest tournament is being forced to sit through it probably all, all seven <laughs> all seven hours of that uh, terrible fight night card. Uh, I feel I, I I bet guys were like, oh, okay, so can I go? Can I go? Can I go work out? Can I go? Like, no, no. no we need footage of you guys watching the UFC and commenting the UFC. You do not get <laughs> no. to. Move. I miss my family. Can I go to the washroom? Yes, one of our producers will go with you, and then you come right back. Uh, all right. So next week, guys, we are getting the Trevor Wells Timor Valley fight. It looks like they're te- again. We mentioned they're teasing some sort of will it be a catch weight uh, at one forty five? Will will they just both have to cut down to one thirty five again? This was supposed to be the episode two fight, but based on the footage we're seeing, it does look like they're going to make the walk. So. Trevor Wells, uh, McGregor's number two evaluated fighter, and Timor uh, Chandler's number three evaluated, but a uh, pretty big gap in experience here. It, it, it looked like Trevor Wells still had a little a little schmutz there. Um, mm. I'm surprised that the fight's going to still still go off. Looked like he still yeah. had a little a little something I, there going on. I, probably determined it's not you know it's just there but it's not, not allergic contagious. it's not uh, contagious anymore. Yeah, I don't know. And also, it looks uh, like we're getting appearance from Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy, yes, I'm Even excited Thompson. for that. I'm, there you go. I'm so, looking forward to this. I'm I'm excited for Tamir. I mean, he's he's yeah. one of the one of the most anticipated fighters on this season. I'd love to see him get back in the UFC. Uh, and Wonder Boy, yeah. How can it, how can it be a bad episode? We could very easily also see Chandler go up four zero very easily. But hey, Trevor Wells, we don't know. Could be a big what upset. Do, what, I don't, do I don't a, what do you think a Valive Wells fight would be lined at? Like Valive minus oh, in the UFC, in the UFC? four hundred. <sighs> yeah, I'd be up there. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like there. he'd be my, a minus very, four, minus five, easy. Yeah, very big favorite. Listen, at least we're getting a real. Uh, ve- this is a real veteran prospect fight. Trevor Wells, twenty-seven years old, eight and three. Timor Valley of thirty-three years old, eighteen and three. Won no contest. So, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, DC, it's do you all want to order for Trevor Wells? Do you want to change uh, colors for a day? Uh, I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. This might not be. Listen, man, you're supposed to be rocking the the red and gray. I, for, for I don't have an eye. Is... I'm rocking the the best team. The best team Boo. in the business right here. Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Casey. The red and gray. Oh, sorry. I, was, I just got, I got, I got, I got caught up in it. No, I like uh, that. I appreciate it. But yes, that is, listen, this, that was, uh, that was episode three of, uh, ultimate, the, the ultimate fighter 31. We're chugging along. I, I don't think the episodes have been bad. Like I said, we're getting uh, even GCs. It's getting a little, a little rote already, but there's been enough drama, enough, uh, bizarre McGregor behavior that I think we're still having a relatively good time. We got seven, six more episodes to go, I think. So, oh, is that was, it? This this is only nine episodes. A ten, ten, a ten. So six, yeah. So oh, sorry, seven, seven, seven. That's what I'm seven talking. episodes to go. Yes, yeah, seven more episodes to go. Uh, but yes, yeah, so listen, I love the best part is guys doing this show with you and uh, yeah. getting, getting to talk tough. I should tell people, you know what? If I should tell people leave leave any questions, comments, of course, in the YouTube, and you can hit up my DMs, frankly, on Twitter at uh, Alexander K Lee, just as the name suggests. Just put the app before it, and uh, send me any any questions you have about the show in general. Obviously, you know we can't really talk about the show uh, live necessarily, but yeah, send questions about the show. 
uh, any, any lingering things, things we might have missed. If you can figure out who the hell that third action figure was, because I did not know. Definitely, please, YouTube commenters, tell, tell me who you thought that was. Um, but uh, yeah, until until next week, guys. Thank you, GC Connor Burks. Thank you, Casey Lyde. This is uh, Alexander K. Lee signing off for another great episode of Tough Hang. Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down, and new customers to DraftKings can bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 